Welcome to episode 32 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. So, John, how am, uh, how'd your other pre-releases go? It was good. I got, my overall score was like 403131 with, uh, oh, nice. That's way better than mine. Technically four different decks, because my third sealed pool, I built two separate decks, but I only got, <laughs> I I only got, one, yeah, I only got one game one with one of them. I only won one game with one of them, and I basically yeah. just ran people over with the dinosaurs. So, yeah, I went I went two and two, which was not very good. But honestly, the whole thing was worth it for me. I had a big, huge nerd out experience. <laughs> so, like, uh, so the night before we went to this, um, one of our friends, uh. Andy, we talk about him on the podcast. He uh, had his second MMA fight, so we went and caught the show. Uh, the guy who put on the whole event, I that was the gym I used to train at and stuff. And he like uh, has some, like manages some fighters and stuff, or, or does things for him and stuff like that. And one of those fighters is um, who actually showed up to the event there, kind of like doing some promo work for for the guy uh, was uh, Ben Rothwell, who is like a top 10 ranked UFC fighter and he's all like that dude can whoop ass. He is a huge scary man. And yeah, so we saw him, we saw him at the, like he kind of came into the cage at the fights one time and like said some stuff and it was awesome. And so we watched Andy's fight, watched him win. And then the next day we had our pre-release and I'm sitting there and there's this huge dude who showed up at the store that I'm like, Oh man, like that looks like Ben Rothwell, and I actually took a creeper shot and sent it to Andy because I'm like I'm like this is Ben Rothwell and I'm like not just going insane. He's like yeah that's totally Ben, <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh the whole night until oh. like he 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 left partway through one of my games and I like had to like go and like shake his hand and stuff and I'm like this is awesome and yeah well, I remember but... <laughs> I was super confused because like we're sitting there like talking. And, like, you look at me, and, like, you motion at me, like, do you recognize that guy? Like, do you know who he is? And, like, I don't know his name, but he looks somewhat familiar. Like, I don't yeah. think that's the first time I've seen him. Okay. And, yeah, you're just, like, and, like, after the fact, you're, like, oh, yeah, he's this guy. And, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I I don't actually particularly, you know, I'm, I'm not big into UFC like you are or any of that stuff. No. But the thing that was super entertaining to me is he went, like, 4-0. Dude, he's, yeah. <laughs> like, not only can he just, like, kick the shit out of ever, anyone in that room, he could kick the shit out of anyone in a game of Magic. Yeah. Which is just sweet. Like, and it's just hilarious, because it's a bunch of pasty nerds, and then this dude, he like he's, like, 6-7 or something yeah, stupid like, like that. Like, he's <laughs> massive. He's just a massive, but... Oh man, it was so awesome. And then Andy, yeah, so like Andy had a seminar with him afterwards, actually, uh, like a, a jujitsu seminar and stuff. And I guess he was like, he was like, or was talking to the the guy you're in the gym. He's like, yeah, one of your one of your students came up and said hi to me at the thing and stuff like that. And I guess he offered to um uh, have Andy come in his plate and uh, come train at his gym and then play EDH afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Andy said yes, right? He better have, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you can. Yeah, oh, so like... I'm super, super curious what he plays in ADH now. Yeah, right? I, I'm super curious too, but... He's probably like Maelstrom Wanderer combo or some terrible shit like that. Who knows? <laughs> but here's the deal, are you going to tell him it's terrible shit to his face? Uh, Probably because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and then you die. <laughs> uh, but like... like Oh, man. He's like one of those people who's like super competitive in EDH, and I just go off on a rant against uh, Adam about it, and he just <laughs> stares at me like I can literally break you in half. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, so that was super awesome having Big Ben Rothwell at our uh, at at our stupid little local store playing some magic with us. Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. I was so pumped, but. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my thing. I'm sure the like crossover between like people who play magic and people who are like super into MMA is not a giant intersection, so 
I would be very surprised. They are two very, very different aspects of, you know, competitiveness, as it were. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. to be fair, um, you've met him before, Kyle. Yep. Yeah, yep, like he, he fights. He, yeah, he did this. I don't think he fights anymore, but like he's done it. Yeah, that he, he he beat up one of the guys from my gym. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, you know that that was his physical outlet versus the mental yep. outlet of magic. So yeah, it's not completely so, yeah. unheard of. But there's my my not magic nerding out, I guess. So. <laughs> okay, but our actual topic for today is this is relatively on topic. Um, we're just gonna kind of reflect on what we picked up at the pre-release and you know what kind of what we see Ixalan being, I guess. So we have some thoughts. But. Yeah, I, I, I kind of brought this idea up because, like, I'm, I kind of want to do a follow up to our, you know, first impressions S style podcast, mm-hmm. and I think something like this will is pretty close to that. It's like you know, like you know, instead of our this is what we get from looking at it, now we'll have a this is what we get from actually playing it a bit. Yeah. Obviously, I have a little more. Um, yeah, you got a couple drafts and, and a few more pre-releases. I got a pre-release in, so I got like four games of Magic. Yeah, I really should have streamed. Like I was, I was highly considering streaming this week just because it was available at Magic Online. But you should have. I know. But whatever. Oh, well. So I'm gonna, uh, I'll, I'll just kick it off, and we'll just kind of go with what we played uh, for our, for our decks. Um, so I played. I just kind of said basically for just blue green stuff. Um, it was kind of a. Uh, it was it was just a non tribal ish, like tempo deck, but it wasn't really tempo y. It was a little more. I don't know. It was awkward. It was it was blue green stuff to some degree. Blue green. Hope I don't die. Yeah. Yeah, your your deck was kind of missing a few things. Like you needed a big finisher, and you just didn't have it. I didn't have it. Like I had a lot of really good pieces. I either needed more Merfolk tribal, or I needed. A couple other pieces to click in. Mm. I mean, that's just a side effect of. I mean, that's sealed though. Like sealed though. So yeah. I don't know. So what did you play? Uh, I did three pre-releases total. Mm-hmm. Um, in my first pre-release, I was red blue, like tempo aggro, mm-hmm. which you know it was. I I referred to it as living the dream because I was playing the exact things I wanted to play when yeah. we talked about our little go over. Um, unfortunately, I did not have the four three that loots every time you attack. But womp other, womp. otherwise, I did uh, my second and third. My second was red green dinosaurs, or just like red green bigish stuff. And then my third, I had the re- another red green dinosaurs deck, and I also had a blue black pirate stack. Yeah, you literally sleeved up two decks. Yeah, like the the second Dino deck was not as good as the first one from the previous day, and I didn't know. I thought there might be a situation where I'd want like the more tempo-y style, mm-hmm. but I only I only switched to the deck once. It wasn't like you know it was noticeably weaker than the Dinos were, and I was just never in a position where I'm like, man, I really wish I could have a uh, you know two one that loots me. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, yeah. Which I'll I'll hit that up later. Yeah. But do we um, do we care about what I've drafted so far? Uh, what yeah? What did you draft? I guess really quick. Just um, I also had blue green stuff. I was a little more Merfolky tribal. Yep. For my first draft, and then I also did a draft today before I came here. Um, it was super wonky. Like the table was just bad. <laughs> like. I was the only person who wasn't playing three color, and there was oh. only six of us. We had two pots of six. Oh, okay. And like, yeah, be- like there was just some there's some bad drafting. There was bad signaling going on. Like I was like I was wound up being like red white dinos, like with the the humans that gain buffs if you have dinosaurs. And I think the deck would have been okay if the person who was passing to me hadn't passed me a bunch of really good white and red cards and then wound up playing naya (laughs) just snapped you off pack three well like well i don't know what he like so i i minor minor rant i guess at this point so i pack one pick one um vance's blasting cannons Mm -hmm. which 
you know, I literally announced it as I drafted, I'm drafting this card. Everyone knows I'm drafting red. And he's passing yep. to me. He immediately passes me one of the best red common removal spells and proceeds to pass me a bunch of, you know, good white and, like, red cards. And then, like, pack two, he picks, like, his first pick of pack two is also advances blasting cannons. But this time, I'm passing to him. So, like, I never give him a good red card the entire, like, that entire yeah. pack. And, like, he winds up Naya, and, like, he also wound up being, like, my round one opponent, and, like, I basically didn't play Magic mm -hmm. for mana reasons. But it's, like, I, the whole draft was just wonky. Like, there was two Naya drafters, like, one seat apart. There was uh, Obzon drafter. There was black-green splashing blue for one card. <laughs> It was, it was just a weird, weird okay. draft. Like, so I don't know if I really count that one. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you get those, but yeah. Okay, so that's that's what we played for perspective, I guess. So, um, let's let, overall perception of the format. You know, I'll just kick mine off here because I'm sure you have more to say. But, um, it feels like it's a uh, a slower format. But you can still get run over from what little bit I've seen. Dinos seem pretty good, um, just the little bit I played against them. But you probably have more to fill in on that. Yeah. I, I, the format is slower than Amonkhet, but faster than Hour of Devastation. As weird as that is, because those yep. are, they're in the same block. But, it, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's... There's a lot of ramp, and there's a lot of just really good, like, medium-level cards of, like, five drops. Like, there's a lot of really good five drops. Mm -hmm. And, like, um, I I do think I was right in my assessment that dinos are pushed. Mm -hmm. um, very, like, ex like, in limited, it's very difficult to, like, not look at a pack and be like, well, the best card in here is a dinosaur. Yeah. Like, just... I. I... I feel like card card for card, like when I was playing my games, like I didn't feel I never felt like I was getting crushed most of the time. But You just felt I, like you were there, behind. There were a lot of times where it's like I played a three drop and I'm like, this is a good three drop, and then they played a three drop and I'm like, their three drop is just better than mine. Yeah, like just for like for power to convert to mana cost, dinos are like Heads and shoulders above the rest. They just, yeah, they just feel. I don't know. It just, yeah, they just feel a little above the curve, if that makes sense. Yeah, the I think it comes down to like pirates, vampires, and merfolk. Um, not necessarily in that order for how much they rely on it, but the other the other factions rely a lot more on synergy of between all the cards, mm -hmm. as where dinosaurs just have the raw brute force, which. Flavor-wise makes sense, right? Yeah. Like that I mean, there's sense. synergy there, but they can just punch you in the head and kill you. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they have some synergy, but they're mm -hmm. also casting five mana five fives that have relevant lines of text on them, so... Yeah. You know. <laughs> you can only do so much against stuff like that. So, like, as a result of that, I think in Sealed, it's very, very easy for people to be inclined to want to play dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. But if you can get a good deck of the other tribes it can go toe to toe against them and it's a lot more likely that that will happen in draft if people understand like learn are drafting what they're saying yeah like i mean just my like my deck was not very was not great i had some a couple good cards in it but i was missing a few key pieces basically um yeah. or like even just a little more support um but like and i still felt like i was kind of I was behind, but I was holding out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, with with the way my deck was built, there were certain times where I could just, like, kind of steal a game. Um, but, yeah, it just, I don't, yeah, the, the dinos just kind of, every time they played one, I was like, dang. Because <laughs> yep. it was like, wow, that's just better than the same converted mana cost creature I just played that's uncommon or something like that. But Yeah, like, you, you can have some game against some of it, but, yeah, it's like, you know... You're going to cast, uh, like, their fours and fives are just better than any other four and five. Like, their threes yeah. usually can trade with another three. Mm -hmm. But, 
Yeah. It's it's I I feel correct in my opinion on it, but I also oh you were. I also do not think that the dinosaurs are oppressive either. I I can agree with that. Yeah. Like I think dinosaurs are a really good tribe for newer players or people who aren't as strong because it's very easy to assess if a card is just generically good with a dinosaur right Mm -hmm. as to where like if you're trying to draft merfolk you need to draft that nice little balance between like the creatures you need and the interaction you need Mm -hmm. to actually have like an insane deck and i do actually think that merfolk has the potential of being like the best deck in the format if a if you can actually draft it like if i if i could have changed like two to three cards in my deck i think i would have had an insane deck yeah like, and, and it was just adding it would have been adding some more merfolk support like like honestly if i could have played uh changed like one of my two drops to another branch walker and like you know a couple things like that like i think they would be like my deck would have been pretty dang good I agree. Like, you just needed a little bit more to get there. You weren't mm-hmm. quite there, but it was yeah. close. So, do, are you okay talking about some card? Just kind of going with... Yeah. I, have, I have some thoughts on cards from my deck mainly, but... Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to actually move something really quick here, because I want to talk about this before we get too far. Um, so, I was talking about Merfolk. Um, I mean, the problem with my deck is, as I said, I didn't have enough, like, density of it. Um... But as you said, like with the power level of Merfolk, I feel like it was good. Like uh, Branchwalker, every time I hit it, I was happy. Like I think that card is just great. Yeah, that card is very, very good for being a two drop. Yeah, like it's it's not unreasonable, but it's you know I'm I'm glad I picked that card as my I want to draft this card. <laughs> yeah, because it does it really plays into exactly what I want to be doing. I agree. We're probably going to touch on the reasons why later, but yeah, yep. like, Branchwalker is great. Like, any that effect is just great. Yeah. Like, vanilla test is already passable, right? Yep. I mean, a 2-1 is fine. 2-1 for 2 is, sure, whatever, yep. right? Sometimes you need to cast something. It can be a 3-2, Yep. or it can just be a 2-mana two 2-1 two that draws you a card. Yeah, and both are fine. Yes. Like, I, I heard somebody bemoaning the fact that they got a land. And I was yeah. like, I'm like, you still drew a card, though. Yeah, it's like, you know what? That's a land you're not drawing next turn. Exactly. That's like, that was my thought. And with some of the stuff in my deck, like, because I had some of the stuff in my deck that loots. Um, yeah. And that, like, getting a land in my hand is just like, okay, I'll just loot this stupid thing away if I didn't need it. Or if I needed it. Um, so some of the other, like, merfolks I played, uh, Jade Guardian uh, was better than it looked in my opinion uh it wasn't like like i thought it would be like replace like I, i'd be like okay it's eh but i found it to be fine to good yeah i i actually have an opinion on jade guardian that's probably wrong mm-hmm. but i think it might be the best green common and possibly the best non-rare green card it could be like Like, it was it was good the only thing that comes close is the two three dino uncommon that whenever it gets dealt damage you get to rampant growth yeah that thing so that i had that in my deck too and i think that one was better than i expected to yeah like you didn't think that that card was going to be amazing i thought it would be fine Oh, that card is gas. But it was, like, every time... Like, I was, like, w- just trying to trigger it all the time. Like, and... So here's one of my things about the format, too, that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, Raid and Enrage. And another card I had in my deck, uh, Jace in particular. with his plus one ability. Um, it put your opponent in weird spots, and I absolutely loved that. Yes. Like, like I... I really like this format because of those reasons. Yeah, like trigger. So like triggering Jace is plus one, so that when you hit them, you get to loot, and then attacking with the Raptors is just like they look at it and they're like, "Okay, I can either block and and let them like draw a land, or I can let them loot a card." 
Uh-huh. Like, and they have no good solution there. And a lot of times I'm just attacking to trigger raid because I had a couple of those pirates that, like, when you played them, they draw a, drew a card. You're not just drawing a land. It actually puts it into play tap, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, puts it into play tap. It's yeah. ramp. It's ramp. It's good. Yeah. It's way better than just drawing lands. Yeah. And, yeah, did you play with that Jade Guardian much otherwise? I had one in my draft sure. deck last night. Did you have any merfolk support other than that? Yes, I had a few things of merfolk support. Like, Did I you had... ever put the plus one, plus one counter on anything else? No. Okay, that's what, like, I think every time I played it, I'm just like, yeah, we're just jump, dumping it on him. Yeah, like, that, that card is amazingly good, especially because, like, um, I think that um, one with the wind is, uh -huh. like, also a much higher pick than people realize in blue. Yeah. Which is a two mana enchantment, enchanted creature gets plus two plus two and flying. Like okay. if you stick that on the Jade Guardian, your opponent better be killing you in the next turn because they're probably gonna die. Yeah. So I had the I had the wombo combo in my deck of I had the Jade Guardian and then I also had that the uh, the rare uh, the Herald of the Secret of Secret Streams. So any merfolks or any creatures you have with plus one plus one counters on them are unblockable. Mm -hmm. And I got both of them out at one time in one game, and they were great. <laughs> yeah, like that. There's like that was a beating. There's a lot like that. Like that's exactly what I'm referring to, right? Like yeah. if you have the like, you don't even need Herald of the Secret Stream, but like if mm -hmm. you have the ability to like pick the right cards for the Merfolk deck, it just seems insane. Yeah, it just does dumb things. And like as I said, like I was about a, like a Branch Walker short. Or like 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 one one branch rocker, two branch rockers, or like another jade guardian, or like just even another like merfolk body. Yeah, like you just needed like a couple commons to fill out your deck. Yeah. Like that's really all you needed. Yeah. I mean, so, but like all those merfolk cards were good. Like I, as I said, like I would play every branch walker I got. I would probably play as many of the jade guardians as I could at most. Um. Like, both of those were just super good cards. Mm -hmm. but, so, um, that's what I saw with the, Merf the Merfolk. Um, I'll, I'll hit the, the other commons I have. So, I, um, as I said, I was kind of a weird middling deck. I also had a couple of the Raid Pirates in there. The, there's, like, the 3-drop that... 3-drop, um, 2-2, uh, two, two, when it uh, Raid, draw a card. And then I... Um, that one was awesome. I loved that card. Uh, it felt just like it was in the right spot. Yeah, like three, like that's not the first time they printed three mana two twos that draw you a card. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't believe so. There's been a few of them mm -hmm. now, but like it's just a it's a perfectly fine thing to be casting on turn three. Yep, it, it fits it fits perfect. So the other one I had is I had one or two of the 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 two drop ones that ha that are uh yeah two drop uh they're two ones and they have raid loot. Mm. And that thing just was, eh? Which is really funny. And honestly, I don't think it's because of the loot factor. I think it's because it's a 2-1. I understand what you're talking about. And I actually, I think it has less to do with the fact it's a 2-1 and more the fact it's a 2-drop. And maybe that's what it is. Because on turn 2, I usually, like, in, in Limited, you're not attacking on turn 2, or on turn 1 a lot of times. Or even on turn 2 a lot of times. Because you're, yeah. play, you're not playing a 1-drop most of the time. Although yeah. I did play that stupid one drop trilobite and managed to crack it for three cards in one game, so I was super happy, but <laughs> random little yes. loading there. Mm -hmm. Like I think the thing is I think you need to evaluate that card completely irrelevant of the fact that it has raid. I agree. And when I do that, I'm just kinda I think it's kinda meh. It is like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying like it's super amazing by any means. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's not great. But it's like it's something you can play on turn two, and attack and then trigger the three mana one that draws you a card. And yep. it's something that you can draw later when you're you know like late game and you have a couple lands in hand. Attack with one of your flyers and then you get value out of it and then a chump blocker. Man, I I feel like I just there's different cards I would want though. I'm not disagreeing. Like, look, like, yeah, it, I, it, would it, ra I would rather have Branch Walker than that card. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd know? rather have I'd rather have every Branch Walker over that card. But, like, yeah, I don't think it's fair to look at it and be like every time I'm looting with this card. I think 
it, it really depends on when you draw it in the game. Yeah, like, I think that, like, late game, it's probably better than Branch Walker. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, like, because the funny thing is, is that, like, lot, like there were a couple times late game where it was like, I drew it, and I'm like, this is literally the only card in my hand. Well, that's just, like, that does happen, though, but, like, if yeah. you're getting to a point where you have, like, you know, if your curve is such that you have five lands in play and you don't need a six, or you, mm-hmm. if you have, like, one six drop, you can just hold on to that six land and it doesn't matter, yeah. right? Like, I was not in that position, I will tell you, but... <laughs> I get that, like, you know, yeah. but that's, you know... That's part of the variance. It, it just underperformed. Like it just underperformed my expectations. I thought it would be a little better. Yeah, I don't like. I I definitely can understand that, but I also think that it is being evaluated incorrectly. Yeah, I mean, and like to be fair, it, it probably rated at like a C minus when I thought it would be a C plus. How about that? Like, That's like fair. I'm not. I like. I don't think it was like an A, and then it's like, oh, now it's like a D. Like it's just it. It's it's a slight shift in rating. I'm I'm not like there's a more nuance to this it's not yeah i'm not like oh this is unplayable now but it's like if i can replace it i would like to but i think it does have a spot and i think there's some situations where i would put it in over other cards i guess yeah i'm i'm not trying to say it's like a b or anything like that either. yeah like i'm i'm saying it's just you probably say it's the same about where i'm at <laughs> it's solid dead center c in my opinion yeah like fair enough you're fine having it in you're perfectly happy to cut it for something better mm-hmm yeah. That's okay. Yeah, it's like yeah. I gotta defend the pirates because those are that's my favorite tribe so far. Oh, they, they were cool. Like I'm, I'm just saying, like yeah. that, that, like those three drop ones. Like that's a card you better watch out. Like because if I got like ten of them, I would play every single one of them. <laughs> because I have no restraint. What? <laughs> so that's a little greedy, but all right. I, I, you know me, man. Like when a divination goes by me, it's a, it's a crazy day. Um, so, um, some of the other cards I have, um, Upheaval, as I refer to it as, uh, so River's Rebuke, actually. The, uh, six mana sorcery, return all non-land permanents, target player controls to their owner's hand. Uh, that was by far the best card in my deck, and that card is great. Unfortunately, my deck was not necessarily in a position to leverage it, um, or maybe it was a little more than I think it was, and I just played wrong. Um, I think I probably should have played a little more controlling and then just tried to alpha strike, but um, that card is great. Yeah, I actually got... I had one in my draft deck on Friday, and, like, there there was at least two instances where, like, I was going to lose that game, mm-hmm. and I got into a position where I got to cast that card, and then I won the game the next turn. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's crazy. Um, the The thing that I think about it is it it's it is not a defensive card. No. Like and, and that's like looking at it you think it's like, oh I can bounce my my opponent's stuff and then, you know, I, I I can buy some time. Well yes you can kind of, but it's very much cast it on your turn, turn everything sideways, game ends. Like yeah. and my deck was a little too slow to do that in some ways and I had to use it in a couple defensive situations usually regarding another card that we'll talk about later that I think we have some disagreements on. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> it's in our notes. <laughs> There's um I actually I my the person I lost to last night um he cast a duress against me game 2. Mhm. And like all like I I was having issues where like I was like trying to close out the game and that was the only card in my hand. Mm-hmm. And like you know obviously he took it because why wouldn't he? So like the game's yeah. over and he like looks at me he's like why didn't you cast Rufus Rebuke? I'm like because my exact words were it would have done f- all. <laughs> like right? So, yeah like so he like because I had he actually played and flipped. The compass that turns into a Mesa Myth. He oh god. At, he was at 8 life. Mm-hmm. I had 4 power in play. I had a 3-2 and uh 1-4. So, so you're dealing 1 damage a turn. Yeah, I so I cast that, I deal 1 damage to him. He has a Vraska in play uh, against me, right? Like, there is yeah. nothing, like, I explained to him, like, here, like, it's not, like, yeah, I could have cast it and I would have not died for 1 turn, or mm-hmm. I can hold it Hope to draw an actual creature, get to a board state where I can cast it and kill you if you're yep. playing too too defensively. Yep. 
They're... And that's how the cards that that's how the card I think needs to be used more. So you need to use it. It needs to be it needs to be a falter basically. Yes, like you need to cast it so your opponent can't either kill you on the crackback or can't block you and get them to a position where they're dead the next turn. Yeah, or the other the other really good disruption is if they have a lot of like tokens or something. Like I cast it one game against an opponent and ate like four or five treasure tokens. Which is just rude. <laughs> Which is awesome. It felt so good. Uh, but, yeah, and, and then they just had to rebuild, and they're like, crap. And, and they actually didn't have, they splashed, they splashed, um, uh, uh, what's the Dino Planeswalker name? Uh, oh, um, Hwatli. Yeah, Hwatli. Um, they had that card in hand, and I bounced all their, all, like, just basically, like, crushed their treasure, and they didn't have that color. They didn't have white to cast them. <laughs> so rude. It was, it was pretty rude. It was good. Um, any, any other thoughts on upheaval? <laughs> no, I, I still agree that, like, I'm of the opinion... Like, I was having a discussion with someone last night mm-hmm. where they're of the opinion that the best bomb in the limited format is Vraska. Okay. And I literally, like, no. It is upheaval. Like, hands down. Like, I can never remember the name, so I always call it Upheaval. Yeah, River's like, Rebuke. Yeah, River's Rebuke, I, I do honestly think is the biggest bomb in the game, because if you have anything close to parity of a board state, you win. Yeah, you just crush. And there were some games where I actually, like, like we were kind of at some amount of parity, but I but I was, like, losing mm-hmm. that parity battle, and that, that pulled me back ahead because... My opponent had to redevelop their board. Yeah, it's it just takes so much time for them to do it too that it's mm-hmm. insane. All right, cool. So, um, the other card I got that I want to talk about is um uh, Jace. I actually pulled the Jace and played him, and he is far better than he looked. Yeah. <laughs> like, so his loot ability very good. Um, his minus two ability is really good too, but his ultimate is actually quite good as well. Um, <laughs> I had one game where I had four Jaces on the battlefield, uh, and being able to like, you know, ultimate your Jace, put two of them on the field, and then like plus one minus one, or well, you know, what, however you want to do it. And or even just like doing a double minus and getting two tokens, like it's just super super good. Like he just generates value. And if the game goes any length of time, like we said, he was a tempo a tempo card, and I still think he is. But like, even I think he's good in a limited control deck. Still, like if the game goes any amount of time, it just spirals out of control in a ridiculous manner. Yeah, I, I think that this is one of the few instances where like you can have this card in your like you can have this card in hand with three lands on turn three and i don't think you should probably like most of the time you should not want to be actually casting this card on turn three you like be just because it's very easy for the it to just straight up die like i think you want to already have like a bit of a board state out that like, helps. Uh, yeah, like if your opponent, like say your opponent doesn't, like if your opponent has, if your opponent goes like two drop and you don't play a two drop, I don't think you want, like you want to be able to protect him or actually mm-hmm. get value out of the loot ability, basically. Yeah, I mean there were a couple times I did just plus one him and didn't attack, like yeah. to to get him up. But um, and I think I always had at least another creature up. But there was, I mean, I think on turn three I like I'd be like slam him minus two him and and drop an illusion, and then I'd still get him up to... I mean, you only have to get him up to five, so you have to plus him twice, and he doesn't need to survive his ultimate, which is nice. No. My my main my main thing is, like, it's very easy for people to think that it's, like... There's gonna be these those people who, like, they cast Jace, and they immediately minus past the turn, and their opponent just casts anything. Like, even yep. just a pump yep. spell, they're... they're Illusion dies, Jace dies. And they're yep. like, well, he didn't do anything. Yep. And that's the fault of the player, not the fault of the card. Like, yeah. He... And I agree with that. Like, like you need to protect him. Like, he's not one of those Planeswalkers that you put down, and it just, like, the, the balance of the game automatically tips. He's an incremental advantage card. And 
the longer the game goes that you have them on the field, like your chances of winning just keep going up. Yes, absolutely. Like he like, is, he's a very good card in the type of decks that I want to be playing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, and I, I think he is better than we thought he was. I guess is some of it, but just finally yeah. getting to play with him. Like, and every game I got him. Also, I, I still, I still think it is super valuable that like planeswalkers just make people go nanners. Like, absolutely. they just, they just start playing weird when planeswalkers come out, and and uh, when you when you ultimate him and you have two. It's just wonderful because people just don't know what to do. Well, it was I, I was watching one of your games and you did that against your opponent, and he just basically had a breakdown. Like he was trying <laughs> to like kill Jace beforehand, and as soon as you got yeah. two, he just like suicide and guys into you to try and kill you before it gets out of hand. But it's like, dude, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna stab. lose that race. Yeah, yeah. but no, it, yeah, it was interesting. I don't know. I will say I was actually very wrong when I first read Jace, and up until I actually saw you play it, I thought those illusions had flying. Yeah, right? I was very confused why you weren't playing in a certain way, where you had, like, lethal the next turn if you made two illusions. I'm like, hey, he just flies up for lethal, it's fine. And you didn't do it. I was like, what's he doing? Why is he doing it? And then I realized yeah. that they don't have flying. <laughs> yeah, that is awkward. Like, ugh, I wish that, oh, God, I wish they had flying. Like, yeah. Yeah, but that that was one of the things my deck missed. If I if I didn't get Merfolk cards, I needed some more flyers. Yeah. But that's another another thing. Okay. Something like um, one with the wind. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't think I had that in my pool. Maybe I did, and I'm bad. But I don't know. Okay. Um, do you have some thoughts? Um, I did not have any. Like I did, you know, I didn't get to play with the super awesome cards like Fletcher because I'm not that lucky. Uh, <laughs> I, my, I never get lucky, John. Yeah, nope, never. Now my um, but the only like super really sweet rare I got was Captivating Crew, and I had it twice actually. And what is that? what one's that again? Captivating Crew is a four mana three colorless and a red four three, with a mm -hmm. built-in four mana threaten effect on it. Oh, that guy. Okay, yep. Yes. Yep. Your opponents are terrified of that card. Like, <laughs> if they see it, they're scared of it, and they will do anything they can to try and kill it. It just makes them go nanners, as I say. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's very similar to a Planeswalker, because suddenly any creature they play, you can steal and kill, like, attack them with it. You can only do it at sorcery speed, so it's only good on the offense. Mm -hmm. But, like... It makes your opponent like really evaluate the racing stuff, and like they're it will draw a lot of fire for like their hate and stuff. And I think the trick to playing it is you can't don't focus too much on the threat and effect yourself. Worry about filling out your board, and just leave the threat and effect as like a threat for your opponent to have to think about. Yeah. I don't like if you have another four drop or a five drop on turn five the turn after you play this. I think you're better off casting that than you are stealing and swinging. Like there is a situation where you might have lethal, and you should yeah. do that. Obviously, like you should. But like I think people need to not focus too heavily on it themselves because their opponent's going to be focusing a lot on it already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's going to be better than stealing the random two one, right? Yeah. Like they're. There, there's. I think people focus a little too much on the stealing aspect of it. Yeah. And just like, if your opponent happens to kill it, like, don't have your entire game plan revolve around it because it's going to die if your opponents can kill it. Yep. Because it is literally just like it's sitting there in play, and they'll die to it. It's just one of those lightning rod cards. Yeah. Much like a planeswalker. Yep. So. That that was the only like super like like okay. awesome spicy rare I got. Mm -hmm. um, did, you, did you get anything else that you had opinions on? I had. It's the it's five mana. It's the red green dinosaur that enters the battlefield does one damage to all creatures. Yep. That card is much better than I originally thought it was, and not like not only because it triggers your own enrage, mm -hmm. but because like. It destroys the vampire decks. Oh, man. Like, they're making a bunch of 1-1 tokens, and it just destroys them. And, like, there was one point where, like, I attacked into I attacked into my opponent kind of weirdly. I basically suicided, like, a 2-1 into his 3-3. Three, three. 
And like, <laughs> yep. so like, it's like I ch I got in for like four damage and I lost my two one and like and then I followed up with that card and I killed three creatures on the side of the board. Like it was it was literally a three for one because I lost one creature for their three and it's like this is all I ever want to do in life. Like that card is actually surprisingly good. Huh. Okay. Um, interest. Yeah, it led to an interesting question from uh, a friend of mine asked me if I considered that card to be better than the four four with flash. Whenever it gets dealt damage, you put a counter on it. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's better. Oh really? But it's situational. That four four is good, man. That four four is very good. Like, yeah. if you can ambush your opponent with it, it's sweet. But if you like. It's different in di it's good in different situations, right? Like you want the four four when your opponent attacks you with a three three. If your yeah. opponent's on vampires, you want that you want the board wipe and just kick him in the teeth. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's really it's a really interesting question, and I think I would default to the red green one first, but I I will accept that there's probably more to it than just straight up this is better than this. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm trying to think, I don't think I had anything else that was like super awesome rares wise in mm -hmm. any of my packs. Any other thoughts about the? I, we kind of mentioned it earlier. Yep. But um, like your whole talk about the branch walker. Mm hmm I'm pretty sure any card that says explore on it that costs three or less mana should automatically be in your deck as many copies as you can get. Explore cards are great. Like, I mean, like, a lot of times they just are literally, like, ETB draw a card, and, yeah, it, that card's a land, okay. But, like, the, man, that Branch Rocker was so damn good. Yeah, like, I, I was talking to, you know, another friend of mine, because, like, I had, I had, like, two or three of the O3s for two that Explore on them in my deck on Friday. And mm -hmm. he's like, I really don't like the card. I think it's bad. And I just stared at him. I'm like, this card is amazing, and you're wrong. Like, like <laughs> I had my opponent play that card against me, and while I wasn't afraid of it most of the time, like, it, it was... It was, at worst, fine. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, it's... I'm not playing it, because I plan on winning the game with it. No. I'm playing it because I want to cast a two-mana, like, blocker while I'm trying to tempo them out with Merfolk, mm -hmm. or I want to cast a 1-4 blocker and mill this yep. terrible card off the top of my deck. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, that card, like, it's it's not as good as Branch Walker, but it's still a card that I'm perfectly happy it, to play. It's perfectly serviceable. Like, it's a, yeah. it's a perfectly fine card. I mean, I wouldn't play every, I don't know if I'd play every single one I got, but I'd definitely play a few of them. Yeah, like, I think... Like, I think after two, you probably want to start thinking about your, the decisions yeah. you're making in life. Yeah. But, like, and I, I do think that falls off pretty quickly, though. And I'm not mm -hmm. sure if this is just because of how I evaluate cards or not. But I'm not a fan of, like, the four or five mana ones. Like, there's like there's the four mana, two, two menace in black. That becomes a three, three menace for four. And that's mm -hmm. just... that Even that is below the rate, in my opinion. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like... Like, Hill Giant is not, like, good enough in quotations anymore, in my opinion. Especially in a world with dinosaurs. I mean, those dinos are just such a beating. I know. And, like, it's the same thing for the the 4-mana 2-2 two, two Haste. It's like, sure, you can have a 3-3 three, three with Haste swinging in, but, like, that costs you 4-mana, and it's very possible that your opponent already casts, you know, a 5-drop if they're playing any sort of ramp stuff. Yeah, and I mean, like, at at four mana, like, that's just not, like, it just doesn't, like, haste, it could literally just be a, you know, have no text on it almost, like. <laughs> yeah, and, like, if you happen to hit a land, that's actively bad. Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, for the cheaper ones, you're happy if you hit a land. For the more yeah. expensive ones, you need that plus one, plus one counter to make their stats even close to reasonable. Yeah, what's to, going on to match up? Like, and that's why Branch Walker is so great because it's like, like a two one is, at for two is serviceable, mm -hmm. but a two one that draws you a land is good, and a two and a, and a three two for two is good. <laughs> like, yeah, 
you know, either of the options you get with it are just perfectly fine when you're playing it. Like, and that's what's so great. Yeah, like, there's nothing about Branch Walker that's, like, oh my god, super amazing, but it's all the little pieces that, like, we just work together to make that card, like, really freaking good. Yeah. And I think that that does apply to all of the Explore cards that cost, you know, like I said, three or less mana. Uh-huh. And even to that degree, like, the 1-4 the for three in blue, like, the... Uh, it's not prosperous. It's sailor of means. That's what it's yep, called. Yep, that guy. I actually played that card. Yeah, that card's very similar along those lines. It's that, like I I found that card was better than I expected. Yeah, it's like it blocks a lot of stuff. Like there's a lot of three power dinosaurs. Like yeah, yeah it sucks if they have enrage because it triggers, but you're not getting nugged in the face. If you really care about the enrage trigger, just get nugged in the face. Yeah. And it does I, ramp you. Yeah, I held back a lot of shit with it, and that treasure token mattered. <laughs> Like, (laughs) there were a number of times. Yeah, I think that card also is better than I originally thought it was. I I would agree. Like, 1-4s for 2 are rarely good enough. 1-4s for 3 are definitely not good enough. Yeah. Until they are. Yeah. And, like, I begrudgingly put that card in my deck. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I was like, yeah, this card is totally fine, and I'm happy to have it. Yeah, that's... I'm... Like that once I don't think that's a card you want a bunch of either. No, 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 no. But you know, it's solid filler. Yep, it's it's like, fine. It's it's a fine card. Like it's not, you know, it's it ain't branch walker. <laughs> yeah. Hardy har har. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, um random random thing that I've noticed about this format is that auras aren't terrible. Yeah, you were talking about that um uh Two two and flying one earlier. Yeah, like one. Actually, I got wind. I got my ass whooped by um uh, uh oh what was it the red one um swashbuckling. Yeah, that I'm actively annoyed by that card a lot of the time. I I I had like my opponent kept slapping it on a that four two dinosaur. Yeah, like that card is like here's the thing about swashbuckling is that one is the worst out of the three. Yeah. By a noticeable margin. But yeah. I keep seeing it in decks, and it's like, oh my god, and like, why am I not playing blue, and I can just bounce this and get so much tempo, but, like, yeah, like, the blue one is really good, especially in the Merfolk deck, mm-hmm. right? It, it's also really good in the Vampire, or not the Vampire, it's really good in the Pirate-based decks, because the Pirates want to be attacking, they want to be triggering Raid. Yep. So, like, something like that's super good. Um, the plus two, plus two, and lifelink one... Mm-hmm. It's really good, like, if you ever slap that on a Jade Guardian, your opponent's just, like, boned. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, this right. This is my 5-5 five, five Hexproof Lifelinker. Deal with it. Deal with it. So, yeah, like, the auras actually aren't super terrible, which is super interesting, because there's actually very little instant speed removal outside of blue. Like, blue has a lot of bounce, right? That 3-mana bounce card was actually something that I really, I liked that card a lot. Yeah, like there are like a lot of the bounce is better than I thought it would be, and blue has a lot of it. Well, like yeah, like three mana bounce is usually something I'm like, oh my god, why do I have to play three mana bounce? But three mana bounce and get a treasure is yeah, like super reasonable. Like I don't feel like when you leave up three mana and are able to bounce something and then basically like ramp yourself a land for a turn, like that's huge. Yeah, I. One random little story time um, from yesterday. Uh, during my escapades of can't draw a creature to save my life against the guy who had Raskin in his deck, mm-hmm. he had that he had that compass out one game, and he like he activated the compass in my end step, and in response, I put his compass on top of his library. He, that card, yep. So he got the, so he had to shuffle his compass away, uh-huh. <laughs> and it was just like super good feeling. And like it was, it was a little awkward because he's like, I don't know if you want to make me do that. Because now I just drew, now I drew, like he drew Vraska off the top as a result. But it's I mean, like, ran- random card is random. Yeah, random card is random. I stopped you from getting your card advantage engine. Like this yeah. is fine. I'm dead anyways, right? Yeah. This is turn four. I, that was the first spell I cast the entire. That game. was your. That was the best play at the time. Yeah. I'm sure. Like that okay. was. Yeah. So oh, there's. Yeah. So auras actually aren't terrible, which is something okay. that. That's it's gonna unusual. Take some, it's going to take some getting used to for me, because yeah. I am not a fan of auras normally. I usually avoid them like the plague. Yeah. 
It's just it's ne it's negative card advantage, and can just be brutalized with tempo. So yeah, okay. So uh, last thing I want to talk about, and I think you disagree with me on this. I'm not sure, but I'm uh. So the car the the upheaval card the car the the one card I had to use that use my upheaval against with defensively was Carnage Tyrant, and. My opinion of this card is Carnage Tyrant is bullshit. <laughs> like, I played against... I, I, I had one opponent I played against, and if Carnage Tyrant got played, I basically could not win the game. Alright. Is that your entire case? No, but continue. No, you, you need to... You're the prosecution at this point. Yeah. You need to state your case. Like... And maybe it's just the deck I was playing against, but it's like, that card is impossible for me to interact with in any way. Like, I literally do not have big enough creatures to take it down in combat. I cannot use any of the, like, I, I was literally staring at three cards in my hand that could bounce it, and couldn't, couldn't do that. And there, there's just nothing I could do with that card. I'm gonna counter you at some point in this, because that's how I work, so deal with it. Go. <laughs> Objection! <laughs> Alright, so, I I understand your, you not liking the fact that it's uninteractable. Yes. I don't just, okay, so, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a little bit of a caveat here, right? Okay. I hate this card. So, Alright? Is, is this card, is this card bullshit? Like, and not, that doesn't necessarily mean the card's too powerful in anything, it just means that I think the card is bullshit. <laughs> not in limited. Okay. Alright, but I do hate this card because this card is the exact same as Gideon and the exact same as Siege Rhino. Okay, yes. Right? This is always the best thing you can be doing if you can cast it. Yes. And I hate cards like this. Yes. With a passion. Alright? Like, like there, is, there is absolutely no reason to ever not cast this card if you have the mana for it. Exactly. But in Limited, at least in this format, this card is not a big deal. As okay. mind as mind blowing as the seven six can't be countered hexproof trampled death lizard, not being a big deal sounds. I'm going to defend my point. Okay. So, obviously, if your opponent has something to protect it, you're f***ed. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna use some coarse language. All right. Uh, like. That's why you, I got. That's why I got the beep. <laughs> I know. Like if if they have any. Like, if they have something else to, like, protect this card, you're just dead. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, what do you mean by protect? Like, just, like, like tricks so, and okay, shit? Or? So, Red actually has a pretty okay answer to this card. Okay. Sure Strike is a really good freaking answer to Carnage Tyrant. Okay. Which, because Red has a lot of three power um, attackers... Okay. Which can be left back on defense because you're not going to attack into the gigantic goddamn death lizard. Mm -hmm. And then you I, sure also Star of Extinction, that does it, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> you can counter their mythic with your own mythic because hashtag value. I really want to do that now. Right? <laughs> the <laughs> <But> flavor. Like, <laughs> and Sure Strike is a very, very. I think Sure Strike is actually very good in this format because sure, like it is an actual factual removal spell. Like, I think Sure Strike is very... Like, normally, I'm like, eh, about Sure Strike. Just like I think Auras are better, I think Sure Strike is a lot better than normally it is, right? Okay. Green can deal with it, because green can cast things that are just as big and just trade with it. Yeah. Blue is f***ed. Yeah, there we go. Like that. But, but like, blue, like, the thing is, the card is meant to prey on blue decks in Constructed, so you're just getting a little bit of, like, flash hate. So, so it's still bullshit though <laughs> but here's the thing though right you're not playing a mono blue deck even black has an answer to it yeah you're gonna take damage but you can have that skittering heart stopper mm -hmm. or or you can also you know like like the whole like it feels bad don't get me wrong but throwing two three drops in front of this thing and trading with it is a perfectly viable option. And yeah, if they have Crash to the Ramparts, you're just dead. But if they had that Colossal Dreadmaw with Crash to the Ramparts, you're just dead. Like, the difference between this 
and the common six mana six six trample is not that excessive. Like there, yes, John, there is no combination of two creatures in my deck that I could throw in front of this and kill it. Yeah, but we've already established that your deck was missing some spots, right? I know. Like I'm just I'm just saying though, like that's like, just so, that's just so, so irritating. Here's the thing. That branch walker plus the three mana wayfinder, which you had in your deck, if both of them explored and got a plus one plus one counter, those two can trade with it. Three mana wayfinder. That's a three mana it's like a two two for three with explore. It's green. That's yeah, I don't have one. I didn't have that in my deck. Oh, I thought you did. No, By I did way, not. Your deck was shit. Alright. <laughs> like, yeah, it really sucks for you because your deck was your deck was like not as good as it could have been, or even remotely yeah. as good as it could have been because for once you were unlucky. But <laughs> even though you opened a goddamn Jace. But like, I actually don't think like there is not a single rare in this entire limited format that I have encountered or seen that I am of the opinion is goddamn unbeatable. Except for River's Rebuke. <laughs> like, River's Rebuke is the one card that even if you know your opponent has it, you're probably not beating it if they get to cast it with a board state. So here's the here's the problem with your argument. Uh, I had River's Rebuke and not the big goddamn lizard. Yes, but you did not have the board state to actually allow you to take advantage of the River's Rebuke. Yeah, but I didn't like, have the big goddamn lizard and it was beating me retarded. Like, that was the problem. <laughs> and I'm mad at it, John. Let me be fucking mad. That's why it's bullshit. <laughs> so, is that you conceding the fact that you're just being irrational? I never said I wasn't being irrational. I said the card was bullshit. I All never right. said it wasn't. Sweet. I'm counting this as a draw because you'll never let me count it as a win. We've done it. <laughs> so I still think the card is an unfun interactable, uninteractive oh, magic card. Uh, I completely like, agree. Like, like that, I, like that point is like that point stands. I very much do not think this card like, should have been printed like, because I hate cards like this. Are are there ways that, that the card can be beat? Yes, and I think I think there's. I mean, I could I could think through the ways that I could beat that card if I had the appropriate combination of cards. But yeah, as you said, my deck was not set up to do it. All my three drops were were two twos. Yeah, like most of my four drops were two twos, and sometimes <laughs> three threes. Like uh, the like the only natural three three I had in my deck was. Um, and not counting the Jane Guardian, that would that would be one. But otherwise, it was those two dumb. I had two of the the um, uh, fl uh, flash flying guys, and those were five drops. Uh -huh. So like that, that was yeah. My problem was, I was I my deck was not positioned at all to beat that card. Yeah, which is like I completely understandable. You kind of just got the raw end of the deal in that regard. I'm not disagreeing with that in the slightest. But yeah. I actually like I I came to this realization like the card is no... still bullshit. Oh yeah, like <laughs> like I said, this card is now falling under the category of Siege Rhino and Gideon with me. So yeah, we all know how I feel about Gideon. You can guess how I feel about Siege Rhino. <laughs> yeah, Siege Rhino is my enemy too. But okay, do you have anything else to to add in? All right. We're going to do a throwback, all right? Okay. I'm going to ask you a question that okay. has absolutely no relation whatsoever to do with magic. Okay. Is there any... I'm going to use the word antiquated piece of technology that you wish was still, like, commonly used to this day. Oh, gosh. Now I'm trying to think. There is, and I can't remember what it is because I've said it before. Uh <laughs> I gotta stop and think now. Like oh man, I can't remember what it is, but there was something that I was talking about at one point where I'm like I'm like I'm really sad we have moved past this or something like that. I was at work one time, I think. Oh uh, gosh. Well, I don't think it was anything in my this. little museum because I Whenever we find like old techno like old stuff, I, I keep some of it. So I have like uh, some like I have a ISA network card that has like B and C connectors on it. I'm sure that means <laughs> everything to you. Um, uh, that, that, I understand the word connectors. Yeah. In 
you, you said some letters. Instead of using like Ethernet, it used it used coaxial cable. Alright. Um, and it was really old, and like I had like some of the connectors for it, I had some of the terminators for it. Like you had to like, you couldn't have like an open end of it. Like if you had to like, yeah, you had to like terminate the ends of the of the the rings and stuff. It was crazy. <laughs> I have like an old Pentium two like cartridge processor that like actually like slots into like a cartridge, not like a normal processor slot. Okay. It it's just like. Uh, I, I have some really old RAM and stuff. Like, I, I, I try to collect a bunch of really old things like that. But uh, there was something that I was like, I think like that I was like, I think this technology is awesome, but we don't have it. I cannot remember now, and I am really sad. I can't think about it. Did you have <laughs> Did you have anything in mind, or? So, the reason why I even like thought of this question is. You're you're gonna think super that I, good question by the way. Yeah, you're gonna think that I'm just a complete idiot, right? But uh, too late. You have to understand how my mind works. Okay. I thought about this when I was going to the bathroom at one of my stops. <laughs> okay. And they had bars of soap. <laughs> and I was thinking, I kind of miss bars of soap. If there is one thing I do not miss, it is bars of soap. But, like, here's the thing, right? Bars of yeah. soap are superior to liquid soap. Alright, so I will let you explain and then just tell you why you were wrong. <laughs> Alright, so it's it's a really, really weird reasoning, but bars of soap seem to last longer than liquid soap does. Like, people overuse liquid soap, right? Okay. Like, people just, they waste a lot of it. It just A okay. lot of it goes to waste. It gets all over the goddamn place because people are idiots and don't know how to hold soap in their freaking hand. And, like, you can't really do that with a bar of soap, because you can only, like, get so much on your hand before no more will come off, right? And, like, as you're wa- it forces you to wash your hands longer, because it takes longer to get, like, the bar of soap stuff off than liquid soap. So your hands get cleaner, plus your hands just, like, you know your hands are clean because it took so long to get the soap off. Like, I, I, I don't think that bars of soap are something that should be around everywhere, Oh but god, this should just not of, exist. I kind of, like, if you think too much about bars of soap, they're horrifying. Bars of soap are the most disgusting thing in the world, and I cannot <laughs> stand them. Like, so, so, a public bar of soap is just disgusting flat out. <laughs> like, just period. Like, I, there is no argument against that. Like, I, I don't care. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that you like, should have, like, bars of soap in a McDonald's, right? Like, yeah, like a private bar of soap in your house. Like, I don't know what they do to bars of soap, but there is absolutely no way that you can keep hair off of them. Yeah. And that really bothers me. <laughs> like, like literally you could unwrap a bar of soap and it would have your hair on it. Yep. <laughs> like, it's just, oh my gosh, I cannot stand that. Like, and if nothing else, that is the reason why I cannot stand bars of soap. Oh, like, I... I think that any sort of environment where, like, you need to have clean hands should have bars of soap. Like, I think you have a complete misunderstanding of how science works. Probably. And, no, I hate bars of soap, and they're <laughs> disgusting and unsanitary and horrible. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, so bars of soap are my antiquated piece of technology that I think that should be more commonplace. Cool, man. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you have that. God damn! Now I'm super disappointed. I can't remember what I was thinking about. Maybe it was some piece of like maybe it was like some programmatical thing or something with computing Probably. or something like that. But you're like, man, I wish I wish computers still only ran in in black and green. I still use black and green terminals <laughs> at work. I actually, so this is this is this is me being old. So, my my main computer at work, uh, it, like we, I connect to a virtual desktop. But the computer I run, like at my desk that I then connect to the virtual desktop with, is a Linux computer, and I do some things with that. So my terminal on Linux, like by default, is just like a black and white terminal stuff like that. So I'm such an old piece of crap. I actually had to change the profile on that on the terminal so that it was like. A higher point font and green so that I could see it better <laughs> because my vision is getting so bad. 
Well, I you've seen a, you've commented before on the fact that like my my Google email is black, like it's black with white writing, but yeah, that's hard to read, man. Ugh. Well, it used to be black and green, but I think they changed how the that um, mm-hmm. thing was functioned. So, like, yeah. I I actually prefer I prefer white on black over black on white. I I don't like white on black. White on black. I like black on white. It's less harsh on my eyes, and I have a yeah. I have a I my it kind of runs in my family where we have this weird thing where like we get um like light blindness at blindness at yeah. night is a thing. Okay. So like it's just easier on my eyes to look at a black screen with light writing. I mean, fair. I think that is something, but like the the black on white, like it things start blurring together for me is the problem. Like That's with fair. the the white writing starts kind of like yeah blurring a little bit. So I can I understand think, but... that actually. All right, we should probably we should probably wrap this bad right up. People have probably. Got... <laughs> You've got you got enough good stuff here. So if you want to send us uh, send us some feedback, you can shoot us an email at thelocometa at gmail uh, If you want to catch us on Twitter, you can uh, tweet us at thelocometapc. And yeah, that's it. John, you gonna stream? You gonna stream at all? Uh, probably not. Okay, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm stupid. So, but all right. I guess then we will catch you next time.